0: Hello, my name is Tim McLaughlin, and this is a Maywa podcast. In this episode, weaver, artist, and teacher Bhakti Zeke presents part one of From the Heart A Weaver's Journey. The lecture was first presented at the Mewa Textile Symposium on October 16th, 2007. In her wide ranging talk, Bhakti speaks about the threads that have become her lifeline, about her love of weaving. That encompasses both simple backstrap looms and complex computer-driven industrial machines. About the struggle to stay connected as a weaver, artist, and human being.
1: Our speaker tonight is one of those rare and wonderful weavers who has immersed herself in the metaphoric and practical aspects of interlacing warp and weft. Baktizik is based in New Mexico, that geographic zone of rich visual inspiration. She earned her BFA in Kansas and her MFA at the Cranbrook Academy of Art. She has exhibited and is collected in North America and abroad. She has a remarkably broad expertise from the backstrap loom to computer-assisted Jacquard weaving. She has not been content to simply study, collect, and produce stunning works of art. She has also shared her passion with others as a teacher, writer, and lecturer. When I looked up Bakhti Zeke on Google last night, I found 1,470 citations. <laughs> she is currently a visiting professor for one year at Arizona State University, who've kindly allowed her some time to come and join us, and we're very grateful for that. Tonight, she is going to share some of her experiences and insights from her weaver's journey. Please welcome Bakhti Zeke.
2: For years now, I've looked at images like this weaver from Nepal working on a backstrap loom. And I've looked at them with a kind of yearning and um, nostalgia for the kind of life that I wanted that uh, was inaccessible to me. Um, The sense that this woman, who is obviously poorer than myself and than most people I know, but has so much joy in her life and that she could really laugh. Um... An image like this weaver, also uh, Na- Nepalese, I believe, um, with a um, portable loom who is using a rock to attach it. Um, and so it's not surprising that in 19, um, 1971, I ended up in Guatemala, um, For me, Guatemala was the country that I had been, like, dreaming about. Like, I swear, the day I walked into Guatemala, I said, this is it. This is the place I've been looking for. And I wasn't even in the weaving areas. Just the first place I walked into. And I stayed for five years. Um, I did a lot of things, but I did mostly, I learned, backstrap weaving from very generous Mayan women. And one of the things that I learned in Guatemala was, first of all, that creativity does not necessarily mean that you're doing something different than expected. It's that you're doing something with great love and devotion and attention, and that shows in the work. That's the quality that makes this piece of traditional work different than something else. The other thing I learned was that I was not a Guatemalan and that Uh, No matter what I did, I couldn't. I already had a degree in psychology. I couldn't forget my background. I was a resident of Guatemala, but I was still an American. And so eventually, in 76, I went back to the States. I wrote a book with my mother, known as Zeke, detailing uh, the backstrap weaving process that I learned. And then in 76, 78, I guess. I decided to go back to school. I I had moved to Lawrence, Kansas. It's an interesting story. When I first went to Guatemala, I mean, well, it was actually Mexico, I, I learned to weave in New York City at the Craft Students League because I wanted to go to a commune. And so I wasn't thinking about anything particular that I wanted to weave. I just wanted to have the skill so that when the commune said, we need a blanket, I could weave a blanket. Or we need dish towels, and I could weave the dish towels. And then it turned out that none of my friends wanted to go to this commune. So that's when I thought, well, I have a B.A., I should get an M.F.A., and I didn't think that psychology and art might not exactly equate. I remember my teacher telling me, "Oh, well, apply to University of Kansas. They had a very good program. Apply to Cranbrook Academy of Art in Michigan." Well, I was in New York. I was a snob. I wouldn't even. Apl- I didn't even write for the information about Kansas. I did apply to Cranbrook and get rejected. And then at that time, I had also found out about a school in Mexico. So it turned out that I went to Mexico, found out that the school was not rigorous, and so I stopped and then went into Guatemala. So here it was, 1978, and I ended up in Lawrence, Kansas, for many reasons, one of which I was getting a divorce from my Guatemalan husband. And this was a safe town where we could live and separate. Um, He never spoke English. Um, He was a sweet man, but we had nothing in common, and so it was a safe place, and also um, I had friends there, and it was a, I don't know if you remember those times, some of you are probably too young, but it was a very,